We should probably be recording this. I love Riker. I'm a big, I'm a big TNG head, so. Yeah. I, I read for a role in that. Oh, really? Which yeah. role? Data. No way. Way. Wow. That's much younger, though. That's cool. Wait a second. Like, uh, what year would this have been? Or can you say? Like, you're the guy that remembers the years. I don't Well, it had to be like 89, right? So it was like the first year? I think it was before then that I read. Okay. Um, Yeah, 87 maybe that might have started? I know. I didn't get far in the the casting. (laughs) I mean, that's still a cool cool claim to fame that you even read for it. I'm kind of bad with Star Trek stuff. Because every time we watch a movie together... (laughs) <laughs> Every time we watch a movie together and there's a Star Trek person, he goes, like, oh, well, that's that person from Star Trek. Sure. It literally just happened when we watched Small Soldiers. Yeah. Robert Picardo from, like, Voyager was mm-hmm. was on it, and he had no idea who that was. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I nor- normally, I, I'm, not the, Cab, I'm right? not the stump. He was Johnny Cab, yeah. Johnny Cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just learned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, while we're recording. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're going right now. Uh Hello, welcome to 2002, A Film Odyssey, your podcast about the cinema of 2002. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show. We're back again. Yeah. Uh, episode three, we're talking uh, Snow Dogs today. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into it, we wanted to uh, do a little business at the top of the hour. Yes, we want to first mention that we have a guest on this episode. That's right. Somebody uh, I've known for a very long time. Uh, actor, musician, all-around good guy. Uh, Den- R- Riker <laughs> stunt double as well. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hunter is here with us today. Howdy, howdy. I have uh, a couple of questions before we begin. Sure. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, why me? Why this movie? Why me? <laughs> Why would you do this to a friend that has known you for so many years and officiate it at your wedding? Yeah. And you married you, me. I married you. Yeah, you married me. When I say you Dan, married Dan me. Dan was there. He saw me marry Andrew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you uh, You were the efficient. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no judgment either way. I mean, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Guys make a lovely happy. couple. <laughs> very happy. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell Maeve. Right. Um,. That's true, yeah. So you uh, you were the efficient, and mm-hmm. uh, now you're watching Snow Dogs. Mm. Yeah, how's it feel? Cruel. Uh, you, it felt like that if I had a chance to call the judge and change my plea and ask for the electric chair, I would have been better off. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's kind of rough because, like the the fatal flaw of our podcast. I was thinking about this recently. Um, because I was really, I really want to do an episode where we actually like praise a movie and, um, sort of talk about why it's good or why we like it. But the, the fatal flaw in our entire like premise is that we have to start with like January movies and like for the first three months of 2002, it's mostly just a dumping ground for the stuff that studios didn't think would make money during summer or like holidays. Yeah. So we have to start with the dump months. Right. Right. Because of our premise of going in order. So here we are watching snow dogs for episode three, Mm -hmm. um, which I suppose just by being a virtue, you know, by virtue of being a Disney movie has a few more fans than like imposter, but Mm -hmm. Probably not that many, yeah. though. Imposture rears its ugly head once again. Oh, yeah. Imposture is going to haunt haunt me for the rest of this podcast. 
but yes, thank you so much for joining us, Dennis. Yeah. Oh, I, I brought a gift. What did you bring? I brought gifts. I brought for the podcast. We're going to be enjoying Purina Thought Frosty. Purina. This is for dogs. <laughs> we can't eat Frosty that. Re- seriously, I thought this was, you thought they were for. I thought they were for human consumption. Well, you didn't uh, see the Purina part. Until I didn't you. see. I saw Frosty paws. Well, Andrew has a dog. That's cute. So. Yeah, Theodore. Theodore, Theodore my my Karen, well, as a backup, Karen Terrier can. Eat it was it. peanut butter, so as a backup, I brought us to get in the mood. One of Andrew's favorite candies in ice cream form. Uh, Kit Kat. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, those look great. Wafer with fudge. Uh, they are a delicious frozen treat, and I think they will get us in the, the frosty mood. That's yeah. true. Yeah, if anybody sounds wants great. To dig in, or if you just want to stick them in the freezer till later, so people don't I mean, hear us munching. Yeah, I mean, we if, could they, do, if they we hear we could, chomping sounds, it's okay. We could do like some sort of like auditory ASMR mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. Let's get a little closer, shall we? <laughs> some, some licking sounds. <laughs> this is us opening the box. People actually listen to this, don't they? Oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's like a sexual thing. Really no, I, I can imagine it's going to be. So, Dan, <laughs> you don't have that. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, I'll have them. Let's put the others in the freezer. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and the Frosty Pops. And the Frosty Pops. All right, thank you. Sure. Well, this will be nice to eat these while we uh, while we talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, we can have a quick little Kit Kat ice cream break. Yeah, like three minutes into our recording, <laughs> our first break. Yeah, all well, these extra plastic sounds. Either that, or you guys go ahead and eat, and I will do my audition piece from the uh, Shakespeare play Hamlet. Mm. So, if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> I will do that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy. Uh, but. Uh, so I refresh my memory. You, I asked you to do the Snow Dogs episode, or you chose to do the Snow Dogs episode. I would not choose this movie because <laughs> I think I remember saying, "Oh, you can do Snow Dogs if you want." And then yeah. a couple of days later, you text me and you were like, "Why did you make me watch Snow Dogs?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not choose this movie. It chose me. <laughs> but you weren't as reluctant as I expected. It, it was a homework assignment. I mean, you can you can bitch and moan about it, but uh, you ultimately gotta do it. So uh-huh. I voted to do it. You gotta do it. Don't get electrocuted. Andrew's <laughs> unplugging things. <laughs> Sorry, I had to unplug something. But uh, you chose to do snow dogs. Yeah. Well, I was asked to do snow dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There, there's, you know, there's a thing called loyalty. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I, you're loyal to friends. I feel like, as the of like the third uh, observer here, the, this is like when fans disagree on like the canonical like origins of like a comic book character or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like a chicken or the egg scenario. What came <laughs> first? Um, well, but thanks for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank it feels nice to be able to drag someone down yeah. along with us. Uh, I don't think I could convince anybody else to watch Snow Dogs yeah. in 2021. I mean, well, that's that's true friendship. So. Yeah. I am a uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. fan, super fan, and uh, a fan of dogs in general. Yeah. So I think I'm a good choice for this one. You are. Well, the dogs were good. Mm-hmm. I would say the dogs were Maybe probably the best, the best part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. What was um, the lady dog's name? The uh, the friendly the the collie. 
the collie. Or, I'm sorry, yeah. the uh, Nana. 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 Yeah, she was the, yeah. the border collie. Border mm-hmm. collie. Yeah. yeah. And you were worried I wouldn't remember. <laughs> we just we watched this about like uh, a week and a half ago. I was trying really hard to remember all the dogs' names, but I think I forgot. Yeah. I, Demon. Uh, Demon. Uh, Hold on. Remember. Give me a second. Okay. Sniff. Mac. Demon. Nana. Yodel. That's all I can remember. <laughs> uh, I'm impressed anyway. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the trailer voice, though, for the yeah. uh, trailer. Um, and we can get, we can get let's get we'll get it more into the yeah. trailer and we'll stuff talk eventually. Snow dogs in yeah, a, in a second. Because I have thoughts on the trailer and specifically how it relates to the movie mm-hmm. and sort of my understanding of Snow Dogs for uh, basically almost my entire life post Snow Dogs, mm-hmm. but. Um, First, uh, have you guys watched anything good lately? What have you, what oh, have yeah. you watched we, recently? We we don't have to jump right into the yeah. Snow Dogs talk. Hmm. What have you watched lately, Dennis? Uh, you know, I've been going to uh, the new Bev and, and such lately, so I think the last... Oh, first... this is officially an L.A. podcast now. Yeah, sorry, We're in new, the new yeah. Bev. Mm-hmm. And have I mentioned it's owned by Quentin Tarantino? Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, I've been going there a lot, and uh, I think the last first-run movie I saw was either the Sparks Brothers or the Green Knight, so I'm kind of slacking on going out to the movies. Mm. We saw both those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I still have not. Oh, yeah, you're right. You haven't seen the Green Knight. I still have not seen the Green Knight, but I did see the Sparks Sparks movie, Mm -hmm. which was called... uh, Sparks Brothers, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah, the Sparks Sparks Brothers. Brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Remember that last episode where Andrew was concerned and he kind of <laughs> fell off because uh, he was looking at the 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 levels, uh-huh. so he lost his way. I'm losing my way because Andrew's got a little piece of ice cream clinging to his mustache <laughs> that I can't not focus on. And people know I have a mustache. <laughs> uh, Thank you. No, uh, what were we talking about? Sparks Brothers. Sparks, Sparks Brothers. Yeah, that was yeah. Which we all we all liked, right? To varying degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised at how in depth it was. Like it really went into like every single record yeah. of theirs, basically yeah. album by album. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. I, I, know, I would I know. not have expected. Like, I, I'm already a, ahead of the eight ball here, and I know what Andrew's complaint <laughs> is going to be that there was too much FFS. <laughs> there, there was there was a little that. too much talk about the Franz Ferdinand <laughs> Sparks album. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. that they, was, they didn't spend enough. It was the last time. forty minutes of the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> the last forty. Uh, uh, they they didn't spend enough time on the, their appearance in Roller Coaster for right. my liking because that that's was my true. introduction to Sparks when that, I was that that was complete news to me watching yeah. the documentary. I didn't even know that existed until we watched well, until we saw that. Right. Uh, what about you? Have you seen anything lately, Daniel? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff. <laughs> She's calling me Daniel. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> it just seems weird. Um, I don't. I don't think you've called me Daniel probably since like <laughs> 2002 itself. <laughs> but uh, nice to meet you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, since does, that. does Andrew ever call you that when he's mad at you, <laughs> Daniel? He's I've not, never seen Andrew mad. Uh, so. I don't know <laughs> that I've ever made Andrew mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I have. I've but. tried. I've tried to poke the bear every now and then, but he doesn't budge. Yeah, he's mellow fellow. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's complimentary. <laughs> almost like, almost like you're an android. <laughs> but uh, or I just keep it all in, and then one day I'm, you know, snap. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna climb a clock tower. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, I've yeah, I've seen. I actually think I've seen a decent amount of stuff recently. We we watched uh, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, last night. Um, right, which we probably uh, shouldn't spoil too much about. It's no, nothing. no, don't spoil nothing. Yeah, for a new we can spoil some of it. No, I have no I problem spoiling it. Snow Dogs for people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, James Bond, eh, decent. Should we say that this, what's today's date? It's October 12th. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 13th. Just, oh, the 13th. Somewhere about. Wait. Yeah, it's the 13th. That's wrong. It's, it's Wednesday, October 13th. Oh, okay. Just so people know. Yeah, yeah. So we, we saw it about five days after it's really, or four days after it's released. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's still really fresh. Uh I will say the thing about it, and this is not really a, a huge spoiler, uh, but it's wild to me that this movie was in the can since, like, March 2020. Yeah. And it's basically about a pandemic, which I had no idea during any of the trailers and any of that stuff, is it's basically like a virus being yeah. unleashed movie. Yeah. Which... Is it's not a spoiler, Dennis. Dennis is making eyebrows like we're spoiling something. Oh, I, it's the ice cream stash. It's back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's why I'm staring. No, no. There, but there is a virus in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which I had. Maybe they purposely stifled from its marketing for kind of obvious parallels. Good idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a James Bond versus a virus movie, would and. You know, we we constantly talked about it during the pandemic because it was just like you would hear news things about Amazon making bids to purchase No Time to Die for streaming and <clears throat> MGM not wanting to sell. And yeah. we were just wondering, like, well, when is this movie finally going to be available? Because uh, it felt like we'd been seeing ads for it for like two years because we had been. And it finally came out, saw it, and it was fine. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was fine. I pretty good. It. Pretty good. Is Billie yeah. Eilish going to win an Oscar? Uh, I thought her song was all right. Yeah. Should we uh, should we rank the Daniel Craig Bond theme songs real quick? That, I oh. thought you were going to say all okay. the time. No, not all of them. That's I don't think we forever. have the time, but... Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, to be honest, I don't like any of them, but... Really? Hold on, let me think about it pretty good. Quick. I think one of them's fantastic and one of them's... No, I don't think any of them are fantastic. Oh, I, I don't think. Hold uh, on. I would say, for me, one would probably be Adele. Let the sky fall. I think that's the best one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, two would probably be Ooh. Billie Eilish. Oh, no. Three would be Sam Smith. Yeah. Three would be Sam Smith. For even though For Spectre. Even though I don't think that song's good at it's all. It's just not memorable. And I forgot about it. Yeah. And I don't like the other two. Uh, the Jack Black. The Jack White. <laughs> that's oh, that's, I always yeah. get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Why is that? The Jack White, Alicia Keys one. The worst. Actually, is probably the worst. That's the worst. And yes. then the Chris Cornell one, I don't like at all. I, I put that I, number two. I kind of, I, like I kind of have a fondness for the Chris Cornell one, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it stems from me just thinking Casino Royale like rules. So right. yeah, uh, I kind of just enjoy the total package. But I, I wouldn't listen to any of them probably. Outside of the Bond context, but I do think, like, even though I'm not really an Adele fan, I think that song's, like, really good. And she's good on it. So I would definitely say Skyfall's number one. Yeah. Uh, my number two... 
Uh, yeah, screw it. I'll go with the Chris Cornell one, number mm-hmm. two. Cheers. And then I'll go with uh, Billie Eilish, three. Mm-hmm. And then four, Sam Smith. And then five, easily, Jack White and yeah, Alicia 100%. Keys. That one is is bad. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, oh, like, oh, this could be kind of good. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, and it really kind of, like, sets the mood for that movie, too. Because <laughs> I think that movie sucks. Yeah. Which I don't hate as much as some people. Dennis is making those eyebrows again. <laughs> do you, Dennis, do you want to do a quick ranking of the yeah, Daniel, let's rank Daniel the, Craig Let's rank the Craig Bonds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the bottom of the barrel for me is... Quantum. Mm, easily. Oh, well, well, I don't know. No, 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 not easily. Come on, guys. Number I'm four, forgetting one. Number yeah. four is Spectre. But um, I actually rewatched that during the pandemic, and I didn't hate it as much. Quantum or Spectre? Spectre. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen the new one, so I can't rank that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number, so that's four. Okay, so number two would be Skyfall, number one, Casino Royale. Hmm. I would say Casino Royale, Skyfall, No Time to Die, Quantum of Solace, Spectre. Yeah, that's my order too. Yeah, that's that's Christoph where I think Waltz. Final answer. Christoph Waltz. So they brought him back for uh, yeah. What oh shit! He's in the trailer. He's what in the trailer. We said no spoilers. He's in the. Oh, you haven't even avoided it. Oh my god! I'm really? I'm so sorry. Now. Okay. Um, Apologies to anybody who didn't. I'll, know I'll that. edit that out. For everyone else. <laughs> or just leave it. Leave it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I assumed you at least saw the trailer. Sorry. Well, I might have. Uh, Maybe you can add a part at the beginning of the episode where we say a lot of stuff will be spoiled. This episode contains spoilers. Yeah. We can start. You can use that, by the way. I won't charge you if you ever want to put that at the top. Well, who does your music, by the way? Uh, I purchased it from a a royalty. Well, yeah, a royalty. Well, damn, they're good. You like it? Yeah, Yeah. I like it too. I don't know who they are. Like, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll cut that out too. I should probably look it up and like credit them or something. But I did purchase the rights to it, so I don't have to. Nice, but. yeah, I mean, I guess if people like it, I can uh, toss their name in the thing. I didn't really think too much about it. I just bought something that sounded good. It's probably just some guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, there's a website that, like, just sells a bunch of tracks and stuff for this <laughs> exact use case, so. Um, uh, yeah. So that's what you've seen lately. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I watched that, and... Uh, also saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage, in theaters last week uh, with friend of the show, Travis. Uh, did not enjoy that at all. Um, and I also watched Midnight Mass on Netflix, the new Mike Flanagan show. So it was all right. Pretty good. A uh, little, little slow and monolog but that's kind of a Mike Flanagan signature. Um yeah, that's about it. That's, that's about all I've watched lately. But yeah. you? Uh, the other night, I uh, went to see uh, Scream on a rooftop, uh, a company called uh, Rooftop Cinema Club. Maybe we could get them as an advertiser. Uh, they did a thing in El Segundo where they showed Scream on a rooftop of a parking structure. It was good. I mean, I'd seen it many, many times, but... It was very nice to see it in that setting. Yeah, we uh, watched Scream during the pandemic, too. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, is it true that on podcasts, if you mention products, they'll send you them? Crocs. <laughs> Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we could do. I we could record. Crocs. We could record a fake ad for Crocs for yeah. the for the intermission. Crocs, they're comfortableer. Huh? You know, I, that's gold. I just came I've up never, with that. I've never worn Crocs. Uh, I've got a pair of Crocs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we mentioned that like eight times. I think we're getting some Crocs, guys. Can I think so. Happens? Yeah. Uh, Dennis, how do you feel about Scream? Um. I liked it when it came out. Now mm-hmm. I'm a little uncomfortable watching it because my uh, my university teacher, when I was going for my master's, plays Sydney's father, and <clears throat> really? uh, he didn't like me very much. So when I <laughs> and I didn't remember the first time I saw it, I didn't even recognize Larry. Uh, but watching it a couple months ago, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Larry Hacked!" So eh, uh. yeah. Brings back some bad memories. Yeah, I'm standing, uh, staring at me, one leg up, uh, in these really tight Levi's, and he always had a toothpick in his mouth, and he would just kind of stare at me, uh huh, uh huh. I only really know that actor from Scream, and this yeah. is to just to clarify, the guy that plays Sydney's father, not Skeet Ulrich's father, correct? Didn't I say Sydney? You did, but uh, I was just thinking about the other father, Mm. because there's a couple fathers in the movie. Yeah, Sidney's. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I saw Scream, and like Dan Daniel said, I saw No Time. I'm introduced as Dan. I don't know why you're (laughs) calling me Daniel all of a sudden. It was an accident. You brought it up. Okay. Uh, Saw No No Time to Die. Uh, I watched uh, I Still Know What You Did last summer, uh, a couple days ago. On, uh, on a slasher kick, huh? A little bit, yeah. It's got Jack Black in it mm-hmm. with a uh, white guy, Dreadlocks. Oh, man. That sounds like something <laughs> worth watching. Uh, that's a pretty bad movie. but uh, Yeah, have you heard the story about I Know What You Did Last Summer? Like, the famous scene where Jennifer Love Hewitt is, like, standing in the middle of the street, like, yelling at the killer. You mm-hmm. know that scene? Yeah, yeah. That scene was, like, written by, like, a little kid. It was, like, a fan contest. And some little kid wrote that scene, and it turned You're out... You're a doo-doo head killer. <laughs> it's, like, the most iconic scene in the movie. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, because that's the first well, scene I think uh, I think of. I, been, I don't remember that movie at all. What does she say? Well, she's, like, uh, they're out, like, uh, outside, and she's kind of screaming up at the sky. She's like, come and get me! Come and get me! Or something like that. But it was that parodied in... so memorable. Yeah, it was parodied in uh, Scream. Or, I'm sorry, in uh, Scary Movie 1. Well, it must be a work of great <laughs> cinematic genius, then, of Scary yeah. Movie 1 is going to parody. Yeah. Yeah, there was a contest. Why do you have me on this thing? I'm, I'm, I'm such a snarky bastard when it comes to 90s movies. <laughs> Uh, oh, because we're doing 2002, which I love. Yeah, okay. you love everything that came everything out that year. Everything that came out. Oh, wow. I can't wait to talk about state property. You're right. <laughs> and snow dogs. But if, yeah, if there's one thing I know about Dennis is that he doesn't care for most 90s films. I like Jackie Brown. <laughs> I like Magnolia. I like Boogie Nights. Okay, those, are, make me so those are three movies. Yeah. <laughs> do, you like, uh, do you like Blank Check? No. Do you like... Uh, uh, Blink Check's very bad. The movie, <laughs> not the podcast. The podcast is good. 
Uh, do you like uh, Richie Rich? No. Well, why, why, why to be fair, yeah, there's... you're talking about little kid movies, and I was like 60 yeah. at the time. Uh, there's re- a little bit I'm of a... 90 years old, uh, by the way. Reality Bites. <clears throat> it was fine. It was fine. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more my age group. Mm-hmm. It was just fine. Yeah, you would have been the right age, like the target audience, yeah, right? For reality, at that time, and, like and a Gen Xer. Yeah, I'm I'm the first year of Gen X. Okay, so don't call me boomers, motherfuckers. Well, can I say that? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, you can say. Yeah, we've got the explicit okay. tag yeah, from Apple. We're fine, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so those are the things we've watched lately. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's about it. I've been trying to. Trying to get into kind of the spirit of the season, so I'm wanting to watch more horror stuff. I haven't really, that hasn't really manifested itself in my viewing yet. Uh, although I guess I watched Midnight Mass, which is like seven hours long. But um, yeah, I've been I've been trying to get into horror stuff, not like get into it for the first time, but just for the first time this, you know. Did you watch the, the James Wan movie? I did, Malignant, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, I didn't like it for about like the first hour. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cheesy and boring. And then the last like 40 minutes of it are so bonkers that yeah, like, you kind of can't help but have fun with it. Um, even though I wouldn't call it like a great movie, but I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Anything else you saw, Dennis, or is that about it? No, that's about it. Oh, have you ever seen The Guest? Uh, With uh, Dan Stevens. Michael uh, Monroe from It Follows. And uh, Leland Orser. I know Leland Orser. (laughs) Do you know Leland Orser personally? No, not personally. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I didn't expect Leland Orser to be the name. Alien Resurrection, was he in the Yes. Yeah, okay, that's who. Yeah, I I know who he is. Leland Orser done very bad things. Very bad things. Very bad things. The, The movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, also just very bad things. He's a naughty. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, what do you ask me? If you saw the guest, if you saw oh, the guest. Yeah. No, yeah, no. you should watch it. It's good. okay. Yeah, the, yeah, that's another thing. Andrew and I watched recently. Uh, we showed we showed our friend Travis that for uh, our. We do a weekly movie night, um, and a lot of the, a lot of times these these podcasts happen immediately after them. So, like, tonight, for instance, we watched Small Soldiers right before this mm-hmm. uh, from 1998, which is a movie that I had never seen, uh, which Travis found unbelievable. So Unbelievable well, that you'd never seen that it. That I'd never yeah. seen it, yeah. Well, let, let me ask you, did Travis like the guest? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, because yeah. yeah. I do not trust Travis' opinion. <laughs> I've heard of his uh, DVD collection, his <laughs> Blu-ray collection. I, think, I will say Travis. Travis <laughs> I'm kidding, Travis. He he has some interesting likes, yeah. But I will say, in general, like he has a very varied, yeah, eclectic taste. Like, and he know. likes a lot of the same stuff that we like, but he just doesn't go as far with certain genres and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know if he's one of those guys that I would say, oh, he likes everything, but he's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess we should probably get started with. With our main discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's jump into snow. We all watched it, so, yeah. so we may as well get this uh, out can, of the can way. Can I ask right? how long it took yeah. you to watch the whole thing? Oh, we watched it in one sitting. Yeah, we You're watched it. Well, if I'm totally honest, I watched uh, like 
30 minutes on my own, yeah. and then I had Dan over one night, and we watched the whole thing straight through. I did 30-minute increments over two weeks. I, I just I couldn't. I had, no. to turn, I had to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's probably probably the best for your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So we are on Friday, January 18th for the 2002 release calendar. There were two movies that were released on this day. One of those movies opened wide, and that's the movie that we're going to be talking mostly about. That movie is... Snow Dogs, baby. Brian Levant, Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs, which is, of course, the family-friendly dog-sledding comedy starring Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, no relation to... Eight Below, the uh, family-friendly dog-sledding drama from Walt Disney from, like, 2006, starring Paul Walker. Right. And then there was another movie that came out that day, and that movie is called State Property, which is a uh, a uh, crime film, uh, a Rockefeller-produced crime film. Yeah. Beanie Siegel. With Beanie Siegel, yeah. yes. Jay-Z. 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 Uh, had a much more limited release than Snow Dogs, but... Yeah, so I guess this would be a good time to kind of talk about how we're planning on doing some of the smaller releases um, mm-hmm. throughout the year. Because I don't know that, like, a movie like State Property necessarily um, is going to get yeah. a full release every time. Um, and it, there's no particular reason for it other than the fact that that movie made, like, Two million dollars. Well, I'm not bright. I didn't even. But I had a full release when I watched State <laughs> oh, Property. Okay, because <laughs> I got a thing for. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you watched. You watched State Property or no? I I had seen State Property. Oh, you saw State Property. I did. I had to be reminded of it, and I looked it up and was like, "Oh yeah, this." Yeah. You know, there was a State Property too. There was. Yeah, yeah. I do know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I watched State Property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, so you enjoyed State Property? No, when you no, saw no, it. no, not at all. I thought you not had a full all. release. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Jay Z was in it, right? Jay Z was in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre uh, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Jay Z. Yeah. yeah, it was pre kind of superstar Jay Z, really. I mean, because he was, he was like, you know, a star in the hip hop scene, but mm-hmm. I, I would say this is kind of pre mogul Jay Z. Definitely. So he yeah. hadn't really kind of taken over yet. Um, Right. So, because like, I only really knew him from, like, maybe, like, one song at that point. Like, Jay-Z wasn't that big of a deal to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so movies like State Property, and there's going to be others that are kind of like it, where we'll try and touch on them um, sometimes. And then movies like Snow Dogs aren't always going to get their own episode, too. We might fold them into another episode and do, like, a double feature sort of thing, which is kind of what we're doing today with State Property. Although, I didn't watch State Property, so... Uh, full disclosure, uh, I'm sorry, I just didn't get around to it. it no, no reason other than that. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Snow Dogs today, and then towards the end of the episode we'll talk about State Property a little bit, because mm-hmm. I watched it this morning while I was folding laundry. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a very dorky way to consume State Property. <laughs> but I mean, it's not long, it's like no, uh, a little less than 90 minutes, I think. Okay. All right, well, we'll get to state property in a few, but should we actually dig into Snow Dogs? Yeah. Let's dig into Snow Dogs. So, yeah, like I said, this movie... Can we shovel out instead of digging in? <laughs> I feel like a ton of snow has collapsed yeah. on top of me get, watching this thing. Get ready for mush hour. Yeah. Oh, that's, boy. That's the tagline. Ugh. 
yeah, so... I think we should start with the trailer first. Yeah. Should, well, we normally start with a synopsis. <clears throat> should, we, should we do a quick synopsis, or should we jam uh, right into the... Should we start with the trailer? Well, I think the trailer kind of sets expectations falsely for yeah, this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's a good place to start, because it's interesting to me that for... I would say, like, 15 years, at least, after this movie's release, Mm -hmm. I thought this was a talking dog movie. Right. And I think everyone I know thought this was a talking dog movie, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Because the trailer and advertising in general, probably the TV spots and stuff, Mm -hmm. were big on the the one talking dog dream sequence in this movie. Um, Spoiler alert, it's just that one dream sequence. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, there's nothing about it. If yeah. I was the core audience, if I was the yeah. end audience for this movie and saw that trailer, I would swear it was a talking dog movie. Right. And I'd be really, really angry as I walked out yeah. of that movie theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not having seen a movie with talking dogs. Like, do you know how many kids probably saw that trailer yeah. and forced their parents to take them to it on the merit that it had talking dogs in it? And in, in reality, that's like a three-minute sequence or yeah. something in the movie. Yeah, maybe that's part of why I think this movie, like... I think you're being generous. Three minutes. It's like 30 seconds. It's very short. It is a quick scene. It's a quick scene. So, yeah, the the TV spots definitely made it seem like there would be dogs talking throughout the movie. Uh, I don't really remember the trailer that well. I don't think I saw a whole lot of movies where the trailer was shown before it. Um... I don't know how many times I saw it. I mean, I definitely saw the commercials on TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we rewatched the trailer before uh, the movie on HBO Max, um, the official sponsored streaming service of 2002, (laughs) a film odyssey. And uh, it definitely did bring back memories. Like, I remember the trailer. Um, Obviously, Andrew did the the dog names because they introduce all the dogs. Right. And then that's also the part of the trailer where the dogs like say stuff. Yeah. Um, cause it's like a, he's having a dream where he's like on a, on an island, yeah, tropical island. Yeah. yeah. I, I only really remember the TV spot and in that promo spot, the dogs were all on, uh, like chairs, like lounge chairs on a beach sipping like Mai Tais or tropical drinks. And they're, they're talking. Isn't it a near-death scene? That's why he's having that dream. He's like... Yeah. He's yeah. Like he, uh, frozen in he's the, frozen the tundra. He's frozen in the tundra or after, something like after that. After falling off a mountain. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> falling into a frozen lake and uh-huh. getting trapped under there for, I don't know, 30 yeah. seconds. He climbs out, crawls through the snow for miles. It's nighttime. I mean... He would have hypothermia. He'd be <laughs> covered in icicles. Uh, it's a death dream. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but they use that part for the the trailer to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I really wanted to talk about. Is this isn't a talking dog movie, despite no. what I thought for at least fifteen years post two thousand two. Um, and then when you watch it, you're kind of just like, well. At least for a talking dog movie, that would be one angle. Like, yeah. Because otherwise, this is just like a weird, uh, like, Gary Paulson Disney comedy. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, uh, Gary Paulson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, 
are we getting ahead of ourselves? Should we talk? No, we can go back to the we can go back to the plot synopsis. Yeah. Let's now, for just sure. do a quick plot synopsis yeah. in case you are completely lost and you have no idea what this movie is about. Uh, I'll try to do this in a couple sentences. So this, uh, like I said, it's a family comedy, and it is uh, it was released by Disney, and it's about a celebrity dentist named Theodore Brooks, mm-hmm. who is played by Cuba Gooding Jr., mm-hmm. uh, who has uh, a dental practice in Miami, Florida. Yeah, his um, co-dentist is played by Cisco. Yeah, Cisco. A who, long song fan. I, I can't figure out why he didn't have a huge acting career after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So Cisco's in this movie. Uh, so through a... Uh, a turn of events, which we'll get into in a you know shortly. Uh, Theodore Brooks finds himself in Tolketna, Alaska, and he ends up inheriting a pack of sled dogs, which he then uh, attempts to uh, learn how to how to race. He tries to train the sled dogs, uh, but of course this does not go well because he is a, a city boy. He's from Miami. And uh, so hijinks ensue, and he he doesn't really know what he's doing, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's where yeah. that's where the movie goes. Right. You never really get a sense of what his actual motivation for learning to sled dogs is. Um, we should mention that the reason he goes to Alaska is because he finds out he was adopted, and his actual birth mother dies, right. who is a. Um, person in this small little town uh and he goes and goes there for the will reading and he inherits her pack of sled dogs right so that's how the movie starts so cuba gooding jr's in this movie so where is this in cuba gooding jr's career embarrassment it's in the (laughs) embarrassment stage the embarrassment stage yeah Uh, there was a few years of with uh boat trip and and this, where it was, just shake your head, like, you just want an Oscar, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, Boat, Boat Trip is listed as a 2002 movie online, um, but thankfully for us, it didn't actually get released in theaters until 2003, which means that it skips uh, the wrath of our podcast. Yeah. Um, because that's that's another movie, a lot like Snow Dogs, that... I just kind of assume I'll never see for any reason. Um, I've heard enough terrible things about it. Um, and especially now knowing what we know about uh, Horatio Sands and mm-hmm. his recent um, sort of... Uh, allegations. Allegations, yeah, indiscretion. Um, but yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. had won the Oscar in 96 for Jerry Maguire. Right. Of course. Um, and then he went on kind of... A, Somewhat prolific run because, like, let's see, let's going so, down his filmography. But pre Jerry Maguire, he was in uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, right? Yeah, uh, which yeah. was where he put him on the map. Yeah, that's his absolutely. breakout. Yeah. yeah, and deservedly so. And then he would show up in a couple of things, <clears throat> like in the early nineties, like A Few Good Men. But then Jerry Maguire was his Oscar. Yeah, Rod Tidwell is that his character name? Yep, Rod Tidwell. Uh, yeah, after after Jerry Maguire, he's in As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Uh, what Dreams May Come, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bad movie. Uh, Looks pretty. 
it it does. Watched it in in like a mythology class in mm. high school, and I remember laughing out loud a couple of times, which my teacher probably didn't appreciate. Kuba's the uh, like the angel, right? He is. He's the angel. He's the the mystical one. <laughs> uh, uh, he did Instinct in '99 with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the movie I always think about is just kind of like this. Classic example of a very forgettable, bad, late 90s action movie is Chill Factor with Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. Uh, second Skeet Ulrich reference on today's pod. That's uh, the ice cream right. truck. That's uh, the ice yeah, cream that's truck. The, where, uh, Andrew Davis? No. I will say that's not an Andrew Davis movie. I'm pretty sure. No. No. Hugh Johnson, which sounds oh, like a fake porn name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Hugh Johnson. But no, that's the one where they had to keep the, the bomb at a certain temperature, uh, or otherwise it uh, would explode. Kind of like how in speed yeah. they had to keep the bus below uh, 50, yeah. otherwise it would explode. Yeah, what else was Cuba doing at this time? Uh, Men of Honor? When was Rat Race? Rat Race would have been 2001, okay. yeah. one year before. He's, yeah. he's forgettable so, in that. He shows up in Pearl Harbor also in yeah. 2001. Right. Uh, he did Men of Honor in 2000. Uh, he's That's got the a, diving bell. Yeah, with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then also he's got a cameo as himself in Zoolander. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 2002, Snow Dogs. I don't know if... I don't know if he's just kind of finding himself at, like, a, a crossroads in his career. Like, oh, I'm not, like, being treated by Hollywood. And probably wasn't as a true leading man at this point or whatever. So he turned to Disney uh, to do a Disney comedy. But he ended up at Snow Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, this was a Disney movie. What uh, what kind of stuff was Disney releasing at this time? They had had their resurgence with... Uh... It was post Little Mermaid, so they were doing okay. Because one was Beauty and the Beast; that was their high point. Uh, Beauty and the Beast 94? would have been ninety-one. Uh, oh. I would say ninety-one. Oh, yeah. so I mean, we can look it up. But Toy Story movies were doing well. Yeah, Disney was doing good. Toy Story yeah. was ninety-five. Toy Story two was ninety-nine. Uh, yeah, they would do like, and Tarzan was ninety-nine. Yeah. Yeah. George of the Jungle, um... 97. Okay. George of the Jungle, um, huge hit. Yeah. The movie made, like, $100 million. Oh, yeah. Um, which is not, like, a well-remembered movie, even with the kind of, like, Brendan Fraser renaissance that's, like, happening right now. But I do think, like, 2002 Disney is kind of a weird spot, because it was pre-acquisition of Pixar, so they were distributing their movies, but their biggest hits were just Pixar movies that they got to distribute. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Disney Animation was in kind of a weird period. Like, Lilo and Stitch comes out later that year, which is kind of like... Yeah. Kind of a, a return to form, but I feel like, you know, they had, like, Treasure Planet was, what, the year before that? Was that 2001? 2000? Uh, that's a good question. Treasure Planet might be 2002? I'm not totally sure. But in hindsight, people are loving that movie now, right? Maybe. I don't know. I've never seen it. Mm. Uh, oh, 2002, yeah, also. 2002, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like this year, 2002, like you'll, we got Lilo and Stitch, like you said, and then uh, I, Country Bears. Yes. <laughs> I demand to be on that episode, sure. by the way. I mean, there's going to be... 
a lot of time between this episode yeah. and Country Bears. But yeah, you're more than welcome to come back for Country well, Bears. Well, it's, it's on record now that you, yeah. you've claimed the Country Bears episode. Uh, no, well, I'm going to talk to a friend about that was in Country Bears about being on that one. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Have uh, her or him? Her. her. Her, probably. Yeah, have her come on the show. Okay. Uh, but uh, is that the first movie based on a Disney ride or attraction? One was Haunted Mansion. That would have been 2003. Okay, yeah. One was Pirates. 2003. I think it was. Country Bears probably was, yeah. There's nothing else before this? Before Country Bears? Mm, wow. I don't know. I don't think so. But, yeah, well, that then that's interesting because 2002 was the year right before Pirates. Yeah, that, that was a huge hit for yeah. Disney, and I think that kind of uh, maybe revitalized them a little bit. And then, obviously, yeah. later they would just buy Pixar wholesale, and now they're... Of course, the content kings of yeah. the world. You know, they yeah. own they own the Marvel stuff. They own the Star Wars stuff because uh, they bought bought Marvel in two thousand nine. Disney Disney also owns Fox, all the Fox properties right. too. So I mean, it's I mean you could you could get into an ethical debate about all that. Uh, I'm sure, and you know, I of course have feelings about the direction of the Disney Star Wars. Uh, movies, but we don't have to get into that until maybe the until maybe the Attack of the Clones yeah. episode, the episode two episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where where Disney's kind of at at this point in two thousand two, and there's more Disney movies we'll talk about from this year. Like mm-hmm. we still got the Rookie to talk about. The rookie. Yeah, yeah, we've got plenty to say about the Disney sports dramas. Yeah. That were, you know, kind of starting around this time. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So, do we think that they still make movies like Snow Dogs that get released theatrically? Like, no, not theatrically. No. Definitely not. Now that they have their own streaming service, like, all that stuff gets just dumped on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If you ever, like, sign up for a Disney Plus account, if you don't have one, or just log on... Um, it's fascinating going on there and looking at all these weird movies that, like, you had no idea existed <laughs> that are just, like, related to these, like, famous Disney properties. Like, the other day, the new Home Alone trailer came out, and it looks awful. Just awful. And um, that, I believe, is going straight to Disney+. Plus. Um, it might get a theatrical release just for the Home Alone franchise name, but... Uh, it looks so bad. Yeah. Um, and that's that's their thing. They can do their mega franchises that make them tons of money, and then they can just put out all this, like, the new Mighty Ducks series yeah. and stuff on their streaming service. And it's like, if it's good enough, they'll release it in theaters. If it's shit, they'll just dump it on Disney+. Plus. Either way, they make a ton of money on it. So definitely not the kind of thing that you would even see in theaters anymore. Right. Or the Turner and Hooch reboot. Oh, yeah, with, with Josh Peck. Ugh. Josh Peck. Yeah. Do you know Josh Peck? Dennis? No. Josh Peck was a child actor from, like, Drake and Josh on, like, what, Nickelodeon? Is that the hip-hop guy, Drake? No. no. That's a different person. No, Drake Bell is the other guy who oh, put out oh, some yeah, CDs, yeah, yeah, and then right. now he's, like, um, a convicted sex offender. Yeah, I was yeah. he was accused yeah. of something. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's, some he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's more than accused. He was uh, convicted. Yeah. Oops. Um, some stuff. Stiff. Yeah. But no, this this uh, this is Josh Peck we're talking about from uh, Mean Creek. Yeah, oh, yeah. also like Wackness. Yeah, the Wackness. I, I want to say one of the few things I've seen him in is Mean Creek. Yeah, I liked him in that. So let's kind of get into the the first section of Snow Dog. So we are introduced to Theodore Brooks. The uh, you know he's a, a hotshot celebrity dentist living in Miami. He finds out. <laughs> can, can we rewind really? Quick? Yeah, let's rewind because we are introduced to Theodore Brooks as a child. Oh, that's His right. His father is a dentist. Yeah, and. Theodore is brought in to watch this awful procedure and throws up, does he not? Does when he right. sees what's go, looks yeah. inside this person's yeah. mouth, he That's, throws up. Which makes me think, oh, he's going to be anything but a dentist, <laughs> right? You would think that would scar him from yeah. a dentist. Yeah. Why, why do we need? You to think you're watching up? a movie about a guy who's going to grow up to hate dentists, right? Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the movie it starts really quick, briefly in the seventies, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, who plays his dad? Uh, his dad is, I don't know his name. He's the guy from, like, Stargate. Right. And, uh, he played Kratos in the new God of War video game. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that. I could look, look it up. Uh, uh, but that's just, like, a brief part of the beginning of the movie. And then it kind of fast forwards to, uh, current times when Theodore is... Uh, a well-established. Yeah, he's a happy dentist. He's, Very happy. He dances around the office. He hands out. Well, he doesn't. His mom hands out cookies. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's so very yeah. he's very happy. repeat customers yeah, yeah. Christopher he, Judge is the dad's name by the way mm. oh okay Christopher Judge plays Theodore's dad right and, and can I just point out the the like notion of a hotshot dentist <laughs> is really funny to me <laughs> I knew exactly one guy uh, in the small town I used to live in for a few years before I moved back to LA uh, that could be described as a hotshot dentist. Like, he was, like, kind of a slick, cool dentist. And he got in trouble for, like, writing out scripts for, like, prescription pills to housewives. What's his number? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, off mic. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's, like... That's, like, what I think of when I think of a hotshot dentist is that guy. Yeah. Uh, so it seems like such a, uh, like, a laughable yeah, premise. A hotshot lawyer, you know, the face on the bench benches right. ads or on the side of a bus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of movie where Cuba uh, Gooding will drive by the bus and smile like the, the picture on the bus and then smile back at it and give yeah. a little finger pop. Like, hey, looking yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Hot Smile is the name of his dental mm. practice mm. in the movie. 
But yeah, dentist is kind of of a weird kind of a weird profession for this character. Yeah. Well, it's also a movie I had no idea it was about dentistry at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't realize there were humans in the movie. Right. Yeah, when we, when we started watching this movie, I was like, wait, he's a dentist well, in this? Really, there's only one reason that he is a dentist that we come to find out in the end of the, uh, the second act. And it's it really is so silly, you know. We, it's he doesn't need to be a dentist. It's so we can figure out that the dog has <laughs> dental problems. The dog demon has yeah. the, right. The yeah. Why it's so nasty, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it starts out with uh, Theodore Brooks in Miami, and he's you know he's living a happy life. Uh, he's got this very flourishing dental practice and then he gets a bombshell dropped on him and that is that he is adopted and that's a secret that has been kept from him him and his entire life right yeah Mm -hmm. and the dad from the flashback is now dead yeah why it doesn't yeah i don't why why do they have to kill this guy (laughs) michelle Uh, nichols is still there right you know why couldn't they come in together to do this it just was like why is the dad dead yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so a couple minutes into the movie, we learn that Theodore is uh, adopted. Yeah. Yeah, and he uh, has been given a uh, uh, the what an inventory of assets, right, from a an attorney. Yeah. No, no that comes later when he's there, right. The, what he gets uh, oh yeah, what he gets he learns later, but he's basically given like a like a lawyer gives him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like uh, an invitation like to the will reading, right? Yeah, like right. he has to be in Tolkien, Alaska, for the will reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he reluctantly hops on a plane mm-hmm. and heads there. And once he gets there, he just is straight go. He goes straight to the will reading. Yeah. Another problem with this first act is you don't know what Theodore wants. He doesn't no, ever you say what he what what this movie is about. What is he going for? You don't know Theodore at all. At all. At no. all. You know, the most movies start with a character wanting something. You know, and that's that's why we're intrigued and we want to watch this to see if they get what their wish yeah. is. We don't even know what his wish is. Yeah. No. The premise is He's a guy who doesn't like dogs, and he's about to get some dogs, <laughs> and then he's going to like dogs. That's the movie. Mm. <laughs> That's his character's journey. Uh, a competent movie would have dogs referenced somewhere in that prologue, right? In When it starts in the 70s? Yeah, absolutely. He should have been like, like, oh, I hate dogs, or... Uh, a dog, a veter- son of a veterinarian. A would dog make more would have sense. been mentioned. It's a point. dog killed my dad. That's right. why he's exactly. not the rest of the movie. Exactly right. <laughs> Something, <laughs> but, I mean, but it just explains his... there's the poodle next door that barks at him. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh. he dumps water on his neighbor's dog, which is like cruel. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looked like the dog was really bummed when it got hit yeah. by that yeah. water. Like, yeah. Oh. Apparently, according to the IMDb trivia notes, the dog was cool with it. Oh. Dog's a good actor. Yeah, the poodle wasn't uh, being uh, abused. Uh, the okay. dog is probably the second best actor in this movie. 
besides M.M. M. Walsh, right. who plays his, uh, <laughs> who plays Helicopter, his uh, uh, pilot. pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Will Reader. He oh, he's does like the, a bunch of things yeah. in this movie. Yeah. He's just the, the guy. He's yeah. the town guy. <laughs> Every town's got one. So Theodore finds out he is adopted, and he ends up going to Tolketna, Alaska for the Will reading. Uh, should we talk about that scene where where the will is read by M. Emmett Walsh? Well, yeah, but maybe you should back up and tell about uh, what he's wearing. Uh, I think the city boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Is very it's, important. It's he's, set up that he's like a, a city slicker. Yeah, he's dressed ridiculously. Yeah, um, in a very uh, two thousand two way, colorful uh, parka and snow pants. And, yeah. Dressed to dressed to the nines and ridiculous snowwear, very like old navy, yeah. old navy chic for that time period. Yeah, yeah. His, so he gets a lot of stares from the town folk. Yeah, mm-hmm. he walks through the door, and it, there might as well be a record scratch. So hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. You kind of get the idea that like it's because he's a black guy, but then you find out that his mom was black. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's there's a weird dynamic there where it's just a bunch of like. Rugged-looking white guys all just staring at and, him and as he two, walks in. Two punks, yeah, oh, two, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> day glow wearing <laughs> punk rockers, yeah, yeah. Like maybe they were extreme sports guys, but that's never established either. Yeah, you don't know those guys. <laughs> they they don't ever really uh, explain those guys, yeah. Yeah. at all. Yeah, you're not really sure why all these roughnecks are so caught off guard by Theodore walking into the bar. But I guess it's, yeah, just because he, he looks like he's a, a city boy. Well, they also do explain uh, by the bartender that he looks just like his mom. Right. So maybe it's like, a, oh, my God, he looks so much like her kind of thing. <laughs> but they don't really set that yeah. up because all they would have had to do is have one character kind of remark that and we would have gotten it. But later in the movie, he is told by... The bartender that he looks just like her, so it's yeah. You know, like, eh. Or have a very important—I don't want to give a spoiler here—a very important <laughs> character just kind of mention that he looks so much like her. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, we can get into that. Yeah. Let's just get into that it. spoiler. Happens like. 25 minutes into the movie it it feels like a big like act three kind of reveal thing but they they just get right into it and kind of address it (laughs) matter-of-factly maybe it was an act three reveal but they were just like well maybe maybe we can move it here yeah they they kind of try and do their best at coming up with a reveal like about that character's relationship with the mom yeah um but that's not nearly as interesting as the, like, Darth Vader moment that they do, like, 20 <laughs> minutes into the movie. So, yeah. So Theodore, he learns that he's adopted, and he knows his mom is dead. He doesn't really know who his dad is, so there's uh, there's a few minutes dedicated to him trying to figure out who his dad is in this town, right? He goes to the only other black guy in the town, um, and that guy... Is very excited to see him. Theodore assumes it's because he's his father, mm-hmm. um, but actually he just wants dental work done. Yeah, and he needs dental help. Right. Yeah. So it's a fake out. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that his dad, this is the big twist that's revealed at like the 35 minute mark, I guess. Roughly. Yeah. Is uh, <clears throat> somebody who's at the, the scene at the will reading, uh, Thunder Jack. Yeah. 
Thunderjack, played by James Coburn. The great James The great Coburn. James Coburn. In his final role. Yeah. Months very, very close to his final role, right? Months before death. Yeah. yeah. Well, he had one other role after this. I looked it up, but it was for a movie that, like, nobody's seen. I would... Yeah. I would largely call this his final role. Like, in terms of at least uh, something people have seen. Yeah. Yeah, so... So not that far from death, in real last major movie role. Yeah, looking like a uh, a alligator handbag with teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this movie came out in January of two thousand two, and he passed away in November of two thousand two. Right. Yeah. So, so he, he probably would, filmed this like yeah, what like a year and a half before his death, yeah. roughly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he plays Thunderjack, who is, uh, just like a, a crusty mountain man, uh, sled dog expert. Uh, he's introduced in that scene, the will reading scene. Yeah, he tries to lowball Theodore for his sled dogs. Yeah, he learns that, that he Theodore inherited. is inheriting these sled dogs, and he tries to buy them from him for a very low price. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Coburn, let's talk about him for a okay. second. Uh, what do you know about James Coburn, Dennis? Um, he was mostly fantastic. Yeah. And on almost everything. Uh, he got the Oscar for Affliction, was it? Um, you know, I just, when I, when I think of him, I think of a, a couple different things. I can think of the cool James Coburn from the, the late 60s, like Flint, the mm-hmm. Bond parody. Um, but, uh, probably... Magnificent Seven and uh, Great Escape are, yeah. you know, his, his high points of coolness. Yeah. I think the first time I saw James Coburn in anything was probably the Maverick movie from 1994 mm-hmm. with Mel Gibson. I don't know. Did, have you seen him in anything before before this? Yeah, Sister Act 2. Oh, yeah, Sister Act 2. That's right. Which is, <laughs> of, it's funny. Either of those. You haven't seen no. that? Sister Act 2 is one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah. So that's a movie I saw multiple times mm. as a child. Sister Act 2 is kind of great. Sort of. There's something about it. I would not call it good. It's my not mom, good. My mom would be mad at me saying that. Is it a good movie? No. Do I love it? Yes. Okay. You haven't seen Sister Act 2? I saw the first one. I thought it was fine. I'll let you borrow it. No. You own Sister no. Act 2? Yeah. No. I'll, <laughs> I'll watch it on my own terms. <laughs> back in the habit. <laughs> yeah, back in the habit. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, James Coburn. I, the first time I saw him was, uh, I think, yeah, Maverick. Yeah. Also, uh, the first time I saw Graham Greene, who is also in this movie. Wow. Grant yeah. Green, great Native American character actor. Yeah. Uh, Dances we, with Wolves. We like, talk, Yeah. We were talking about him before actually recording and what like a small, thankless little role he has in this stupid movie. It's so weird to just like cast actual actors with chops and then give them nothing to yeah. do. Yeah, how can you not give M.M. at Waltz nothing? Exactly. Absolutely nothing to do. He flies in a yeah. plane. I mean... He's friggin' hilarious and just nothing. Yeah. M.M. Walsh is great yeah. and uh, surprisingly still alive. Yeah. Still yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, M.M. Walsh was a, uh, a favorite of mine uh, because of a little movie called Camp Nowhere when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Now, Camp Nowhere is not a good movie. 
but he plays T.R. Polk in that movie. <laughs> and that character, for whatever reason, to, like, eight-year-old me, was very memorable. Yeah. And then uh, in that movie is Allison Mack, the uh, actress from Smallville, who would later be arrested uh, with the uh, Nexium sex cult scandal. Wow. Who went to my high school. Oh. So... Yeah, our our high school. Our high school, yeah. yeah. Not mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dennis, is there a genre you hate more than 90s kids' comedies? I can't think of one. I really I really can't. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, well, I'm a different generation, you know, so I mean, That's it's true. like, it yeah. just was, there was no appeal for me to go see you know, Macaulay Culkin and anything mm-hmm. or uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I know yeah. you guys bow at the altar of JTT. Maybe Macaulay, but not. <laughs> yeah. JTT. I think home alone one and two. Are What's the one good. he did with Bob Saget? Uh, that doesn't sound like a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one with Bob uh, You mean, Saget uh, the... the one with, uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, Man of the House. No, I'm thinking of a Bob Saget movie with well, there, with a bear. And, there was a oh, movie called Father and Scout. Father and Scout, was, but that's with Brian Bonsall. Yeah, with Brian Bonsall from Blank Check. And he's yeah. different. How? He's he's a different human being than <laughs> Come on, Jonathan Taylor Stop Thomas. It. Believe Stop it or not, uh, I would say JTT was much more of a heartthrob. Yeah, uh, in the '90s uh, than Brian Bonsall. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I thought Brian Bonsall was pretty cool in, like, 1994 or whatever. <laughs> that was possible. <laughs> there's, a, there's a photo of me being picked up by Brian Bonsall. <laughs> and he's smiling. And I look really mad. Uh, and I don't really know the context of the photo. Does this does this show have an, an Instagram page? Oh, yeah. So yeah. we need to see that picture yeah. on Instagram. We'll get that up on the Instagram. <laughs> it was like at a, a, like a soccer game. And yeah. I don't know why he was there. I don't know why I was there. But for some reason, there's a photo of me being held by Brian Bonsall. And there's probably like... How much of an age difference is there between me and him? Like... Five years? Four? Uh, I, I don't know how old anybody is anymore. Yeah. It just all morphs. Uh, but that photo exists uh, probably around the Family Ties era, I'm assuming. Because sure. he was on Family Ties. Yeah. He was the youngest. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely do our best to get that up on Instagram. Yeah, we'll get it up there. Um, so so where were we with uh, Snow Dogs? And we're talking about Emma Walsh. Emma Walsh. A lot of good actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. Oh, we were saying good actors. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he has, he has a charm. Yeah, he whoa, does whoa, have a charm. You're what's, right. What's wrong You're with right. Brian Doyle Murray? Nothing. He's fine. Uh, Brian Doyle fine. Murray is great. Great. I don't know. He's <laughs> fine. He he can do he he can do his one mode. Yeah. And I would say he's not even really asked to do that one mode in this movie. Right. It, it's very strange how uh, non-existent these characters are mm-hmm. because yeah. they're not even like I, I I don't even know why you couldn't ask them to do just a little bit more. But they're so unmemorable, and they just have maybe like one scene to do one thing. 
and that's about it. Uh, it's yeah, very strange. What does Graham Greene do at all in this movie? I it, it's he's like, just a he's a guy, guy of bar lives yeah. in the town. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like they wanted to do kind of like a Twin Peaks thing where this is like a town full of kooky characters or whatever. Kooky characters that aren't kooky. Right, yeah. right. But okay. they didn't develop them it. at all, yeah. so none of it is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of starts out like uh, like a fish-out-of-water comedy where Cuba comes into this town and, you know, he's he's not used to Alaska. He's not used to the cold. He's not, he's not used, used to, to the, the, cold. the roughing it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and the movie treats that for laughs, but, like, I was watching him thinking, like, oh, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a, it's not weird. The guy's used to Miami climates, and he goes to Alaska, and, oh, he's thrown off by it. But the movie's like, get a load of this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he meets all these characters, and then he inherits the dogs, which he he meets... Uh, he meets a sweet dog first. Yeah, he meets... Nana. Nana, the Border Collie. Yeah, he's still pretty skeptical because of his aforementioned hatred of dogs. Yeah. That is not explained in any way. He just is. Wait, does he know that he's inheriting the dogs, though, when he goes no. to the house? So he just knows he's got all He of knows that stuff. he has inherited a lot of her things, yeah. including the house. He goes in the house because he wants to assess all the, the valuables. Yeah. He, he wants to see what he can maybe sell. And then, uh, slowly, the dogs come out. Yeah. Well, Nana comes out, then all the dogs appear. Yeah. So he's, he meets Nana, and then all the other dogs show up. And Demon. And Demon. Demon. Demon's probably, next to Nana, the most important dog. Demon. Demon. Yeah, Demon. Nana. <laughs> So, can we really quickly think of all the dog names in this movie? So, it's Sniff, Yodel, Demon, Nana, Mac? Is there a Mac? You're looking at me like I know. (laughs) Well, you're the snow dogs expert. Uh, All right. Okay. You got the list. So, I've got the list here. So, there's Nana, which was played by two different dogs. (laughs) There's Demon, which was also played by two different dogs. There's Mac, mm-hmm. Diesel, mm. Duchess, oh boy. Digger, Yodel, Sniff, <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. And there's also <laughs> several of those names can be used in gay porn films. But, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also Chester the Poodle, which oh is the dog boy. he throws water in. All right, all right. Um, uh, now, we talked... We talked I guess this is getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. We talked about the um, talking dog scene. Uh, Do you guys know who voiced the dog in that scene? Demon? Who voiced Demon? Uh, I do. Do you know, Dennis? I don't. (laughs) It's John Belushi. Yeah. So he did maybe like 20 minutes of work. John Belushi? He had been, no, no, he had no, no, been no, no, dead yeah. for sorry. two Jim, decades. Jim Belushi. It's Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry. I, sorry about the silence. I went to stun. I just, uh, they resurrected the man from the dead. Short-circuited yeah. my brain. With the well, that would be something. That'd be something. Uh, yeah, no, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. I, uh, I, yeah. I am embarrassed I made that mistake. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jim Belushi. Uh so he voices Demon. 
So there's did, a well, trivia fact. Did someone else do the? Don't yeah, I don't, she's not really anybody, and okay. I, that sounds harsh, but like she not a big of a name is right. Yeah, it's Jim Jane Sibbett. Who mm-hmm. I don't know. No. But it's strange that they would get Jim Belushi, who, okay, is kind of a punchline, but at the same time is noteworthy. But then the other person is just a character, yeah. actor, yeah. you know? But is Jim Belushi's voice that recognizable in this? Do you Would you go, oh, that was Jim uh, Belushi as that I think doll? Because... Dan and I watched this together. I think we both looked at each other and was like, "Who? Who is that?" Well, we we knew yeah. it was somebody. We knew the voice sounded familiar. I don't know, maybe maybe it's because of my familiarity with the other works of director Brian Levant and your love uh, for the movie K Nine. Uh, <laughs> 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 I've actually never seen K Nine, um, but uh, no, uh, Jim Belushi's in Jingle All the Way, which mm-hmm. is another Brian Levant movie. Yeah. And uh, so I, I guess he's a, like a, a Levant guy, you know. Every yeah. every director's got their guys, yeah. and I guess yeah. uh, Belushi's one of his, right? But uh, yeah, he his voice was featured in the trailer. Yeah, so you'd think like, oh, this is a movie about a dog voiced by Jim Belushi. Yeah, I mean that's for for a, a, a talking dog movie. I think Jim Belushi is kind of a big name because you would think they would just do, like, voice actors for yeah. that part. So it's kind of strange that they even bothered with Jim Belushi for, like, that one scene. Um, I don't know. Yeah. but uh, Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So this is not a talking dog movie. No. Again. It's yeah. at first a, like, a fish-out-of-water comedy, and then it kind of transitions into, uh, like, kind of a survival movie. Yeah, he he tries to prove that he can handle the dogs eventually. Yeah. Uh, they don't really ever get into his motivation for doing so, but eventually he like wants to master the art of of uh dog sledding. Dog sledding. Yeah. Um and so he goes out and then like fails at it, right? And right. Like, There's yeah. never a scene where he's like, "Oh, I want to learn how to dog yeah. set, dog sled because yeah. we don't know his motivation." Yeah. yeah. Is, is there a montage of him getting the dogs ready and him training for this? No, I don't think no so. There's montage. just like he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mush today." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he takes them out for a run. Uh, it doesn't. There, go well. there is a few scenes I think where he he tries and it doesn't go well, but then. He takes him out for a long run, and he uh, learns the language. He starts to get the hang of it a yeah. little yeah. bit, yeah. But then he comes face to face with the elements, right? Yeah. So let me ask you: Did you guys think that, that after we, we've established all this uh, setup of what it is, do you think it is going to be a uh, triumphant sports movie? Like, oh, he's going to be this loser from another area that is going to somehow, you know, as the underdog, come back and win the whole thing. It's not, folks. It's not. That's that's dropped really quickly. You kind of think that there will be a competition that he will enroll in, like, in the middle of the movie, but that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, because they set up the uh, Arctic Challenge, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, 
this movie's version of the Iditarod. Mm. But the thing I thought was like insane, an insane decision by whoever wrote this movie was they also acknowledged that the Iditarod is a thing. <laughs> so this is not like a replacement for the Iditarod. This is like the ESPN yeah. 8, the Ocho version of the Iditarod. <laughs> I don't know why they're both things. <laughs> yeah. It's always interesting when movies do that, right? Like, yeah. When- <laughs> We've talked about this, how, like, in uh, any given Sunday, there's... That's that's the one. (laughs) There's the NFL, and then there's whatever league Mm -hmm. the movie is that it's about. Yeah, I I watched... But they still acknowledge that the NFL exists. I watched any given Sunday, like, last year, and that was the, the craziest part of that whole movie to me, is that... You would expect that this is the NFL in that movie. Yeah. Because they couldn't get the licensing rights to the NFL. But then they mentioned the Miami Dolphins being like crosstown competitors <laughs> of the Miami Sharks in that movie. And you're just like, well, what the fuck? I mean, nobody cares about like the arena football league teams, which is what this team would be. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's yeah. Tangent, sorry. Or like uh, uh, Man of the Year with Robin Williams, where he's like the political pundit. He's the John Stewart. He's the John Stewart, and you think, oh, he's like the John Stewart of this world, and then later on in the movie they're like, oh, you're like John Stewart. And mm-hmm. like you're like, oh, so John Stewart exists yeah. in this universe also? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, there is a section of the movie where he, he tries to master dog sled racing, and it doesn't go well. And uh, he... He has many near-death experiences, and in a real-world situation, he would have died easily several like, times. Yeah, several times quickly. Yeah, right. <laughs> that stuff is probably where the Gary Paulson kind of yeah. uh, inspiration came from for this, because mm-hmm. it does credit him as being like what, yeah. the idea. Uh, was so it based on like an the, idea by Gary Paulson. So they don't say like this movie is uh, based on or inspired by. They say this movie. The credits say that this movie is suggested by Gary Paulson's Winter Dance. Okay. Yeah, which is a book that I I read some of when I was like ten years old. Okay. Because Gary Paulson, if you don't know, was uh, a young adult author who was basically like a young adult version of Jack London, mm-hmm. right? Like he did, he wrote a lot of survival stories with kind of like a coming of age element. Uh, like he wrote Hatchet. Yeah, I think like every kid in America after a certain point probably had to read Hatchet in like fifth grade or whatever. Yeah, at least in the 90s or yeah, when we were in elementary yeah, school. That's, yeah, after like a, a certain point, like whenever Hatchet was released. Yeah. And uh, I I read some of Winter Dance because I thought it was like related to Dog Song, which was like a, a movie about dog sled dogs. Uh, I'm sorry, a book about dog sled dogs. Uh, but it was like a true story about Gary Paulson, who uh, at one point in his life tried to race in the Iditarod. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's what Winter Dance is about. And it was, you know, he was faced with various challenges. And that's what this book is about, that Snow Dogs is sort of based on. But he doesn't try to race in the Iditarod. He doesn't right. even try to race in the Arctic Challenge, or no. whatever this movie calls it. So I guess the only thing that 
Snow Dogs and the book have in common is that it's about someone who is inexperienced with dog sled racing is basically trying to race sled dogs. Right. Like, that's the only thing the two things have in common. Uh, Gary Paulson, who passed away this morning. Yeah. 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 Interesting timing. Uh... Which makes me, like, afraid for Count of Monte Cristo episode in two weeks. <laughs> you think Dumas will die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was thinking more oh like Jim Caviezel or something, but... I don't know. Yeah, I've been thinking about Gary Paulson, like, kind of a lot lately. More than I have in the last, like, 15 years, just because of, this. you know, we're doing this. But, uh, yeah, very surprised to learn that Gary Paulson died this morning. Yeah, I texted you, and I was like, oh, well, we got a last-minute talking point for the show, yeah. which is kind of a cynical way to react to Gary Paulson's death, so I guess I apologize. But Yeah, I've read, like, ten of his books, or I did when I was, like, 10, 11 years old, anyways. But yeah, Gary Paulson, R.I.P. Is this where we do a moment of silence? Dennis is crying. (laughs) It's alright, man. Are you okay, Dennis? I'll be fine. He's at the Great Arctic Challenge in the (laughs) sky. Well, we can edit around this. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm including all of this. (laughs) There's nothing funny about Gary Paulson's death. No, no, of course not. Of course not. We're just... Having you know, a it's moment just, of levity. It's just know. funny that we're talking about it's, snow dogs. It's a stupid way to eulogize <laughs> really them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, let's get back to the the, the middle of the movie. That's where we are. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of a training montage, sort of. Yeah, a little bit. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It, this movie's kind of like three different kinds of movies rolled into one. Like fish out of water comedy. Uh, survival movie, and then ultimately it's like kind of a competition movie. Well, y- yes, and I, no, it's not a competition movie at all. I mean, <laughs> it's it, a com- there's no competition. But none case. of this is made clear with by the trailer, which makes you think it's a talking dog movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a competition movie where our main character doesn't, doesn't compete. compete. No. Yeah. <laughs> he, he shows up. He's for gone a reason. back to Miami at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. When, when the Iditarod happens, he's back in Miami. Yeah. His estranged father is competing. Thunderjack. This movie is yeah, awful. It yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. He leaves he leaves Alaska to go back to Miami. Yeah. Because he, he sells Thunderjack to dogs. Yeah. 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 And and so Thunderjack, um, his father, is going to compete in the Arctic Challenge. Um and then he goes back to Miami. Well, there's an important moment mm. uh before he goes back to Miami where th- th- he confronts Thunderjack about being his father, yeah. whether it's true. And Thunder Jack doesn't deny it, but he says that he didn't want anything to do with them. Right. Um, which is he, kind of the impetus for, uh, what's the character's name? Uh, Terrence. Uh, uh, Theodore. Theodore Brooks. Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. It's the impetus for him to go back to Miami to give yeah. up everything. Right. You know, because he now doesn't have the love of his 
biological father. Yeah, he he tells Theodore that it was a one night stand with his mom, and he never saw her again. Yeah, which is an impossible thing to believe because it's like a town of like thirty people. (laughs) Um, And he showed up to the will reading, (laughs) but uh, and she made a point of leaving Thunderjack nothing. Yeah. In the will, is that what? Yeah. She made a point of having that read that she was leaving him nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a history there. Yeah, there is a history. That's that's the movie's big twist is, you know, after a little bit, we find out the real truth behind that. But in a smarter movie, it probably would have been revealed that Thunderjack is his dad at this point, you know, in the like yeah. final yeah. act, as opposed to, like, being just like a toss-off scene where he goes to confront him at like an ice fishing hole or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, or maybe I'm getting that mixed up with like grumpy old man, but <laughs> grumpy old men, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre choice. So yeah. he leaves, he leaves Alaska because he doesn't think his father cares about him. Uh, <laughs> his father who he met like three days before yeah. doesn't care about him. Oh, that's gotta be heartbreaking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then he, he goes back to Miami and his mother, uh, or his, I'm sorry, his, uh, his ad- adopted mother sees a photo of, uh, Theodore's real mom, right? And then... Isn't it like it's hidden somewhere? Well, she looks at the photo and then she drops, drops it. Drops it, it breaks. Like, oh, I made a mess. And then they open up the frame and she sees another photo, which is... Yeah. Thunder the Jack mom, yeah, and the the real mom, the baby, the at baby, the, um, the hospital, yeah. So, so he realizes that it was all bullshit, um, which should make him like have more contempt for Thunderjack yeah. that he would then lie about it even more <laughs> in order to get him to leave Alaska or whatever. Um, and as everybody is glued to their TVs, as as everybody is all the time, <laughs> yeah, watching dog watch racing, the Arctic the challenge, Arctic challenge uh, we find out that uh, uh, the race is over. Uh, the French guy has won. This yeah. minor character that <laughs> you that say the French up. guy, like we all know who. Yeah, they they introduce this French champion who you think is going to be this idiot bad guy. Um, and he's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. absolutely nothing. They introduce him. He's a dick. He's gone. Uh, until the race when he wins. And once again, he's a prick about winning. Um, but we find out that Thunder Jack is still out on the race course. Yeah. And they're not going to end the race until every racer has crossed the line. But everybody's thinking Thunder Jack is probably dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thunder Jack... Uh in an effort to win his final Arctic challenge, uh, in a moment of hubris decides to press on when all the other racers have stopped due to a storm. And so he kind of rides forward into a, uh, you know, a really bad storm. And which is just exposition, right? We never see that. Uh, yeah. no, we do see him. We do not remember that. Um, yeah. Cause he, they arrive at like a checkpoint, okay. and everyone's eating dinner, including the French guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's and then right. I do. Remember. And then you yeah. just kind of see Thunder Jack, and, uh, and then he just rides <laughs> forward. As James, that was the best James <laughs> impersonation ever. Uh. But. Uh... But for the most part, we don't really see James Coburn out in the race, right? No. Like, we just hear, like, other characters are like, oh, yeah, Thunder, Thunder Jack yeah. did this and that. 
so, uh, so where are we in in the movie? This so point? we're still in Miami. He's he's watching it on TV. Yeah. He finds out that Thunderjack is missing, mm-hmm. and uh, he's. He lied to me. He lied to me about this. And when he finds out he's missing, he suddenly feels like he has to go back to... uh, Tolketna. Tolketna. To to save Thunderjack. Yeah. The script for this movie is a mess. Yeah. The the plot points are revealed at the wrong time, every step of the way. The characters are introduced at the wrong time, every step of the way. It it makes no sense. This could have been a much more competent movie than it ended up being. And I know we're jumping all over the place and yeah. talking about stuff and in and out of this, but we're this is still better than the movie. Yeah, it's still what we're doing. It still makes more sense. Yeah, because it makes no sense why why he goes back for Thunderjack at this point. Yeah, he feels some sort of sense of duty or whatever as his son. Um, he goes back, and he... Like, it would make more sense, I think, if, uh, if Thunderjack was not revealed to be his father yet at this point. If he was just somebody who he grew fondly of and then went back, and then was like, "Uh, who are you? And then he learns that he's his father. Or even if he learned via the... The picture or, frame yeah, thing. At that point, that still would have been a better way to reveal <laughs> that he's his father, yeah. rather than just being like, "Yeah, I'm your dad. I just didn't give a shit about you." Know? Yeah, like that 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 loses the audience basically in terms of like actually caring about this character, right? Because his reasons for lying about it are not clear. Like he doesn't yeah. really explain it in a way that like sounds like a real person, right? Know? Yeah, most of the reveals in this movie were done at the wrong time. Yeah. So we're we're about to hit the third act. Well, we actually are in the third act, but the big third act surprise is that uh, Thunderjack, the only dog he took out was Demon of the ones that he sold, right? All the rest of the dogs are back. So Kuba is going to go rescue him using the other snow dogs, but demon was his lead dog so now he doesn't have a lead dog yeah who does he turn to yeah who could he possibly turn to possibly turn to no one else but nana nana the border collie the border collie even though she's never she's not a sled dog she's not a sled dog no uh she's a border collie not a siberian husky uh in a real world situation let's be honest nana would not have made it She'd be dead. She'd be dead yeah. instantly. Nana would have died <laughs> right away. Yeah. Uh, but in this movie, uh, she saves the day. Right. Right? Yeah. Eventually. I mean, they go yeah. off a cliff at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she pulls Nana. the weight of James Coburn, Cuba Gooding Jr. James and Coburn, like, dead body weight. Five <laughs> dead body weight, Cuba Gooding, and five other dogs. She yeah. pulls yeah. up she off pulls. the cliff. It's dangling. It's not like just... It's, the whole thing is dangling, swinging. Uh, James Coburn is slipping out of the, so, the sled. James Coburn so, is strapped to a sled. So, yeah. just a really quick backup. So we get to this point. So Cuba goes back to Tolkatna. He gets all the sled dogs minus Demon. Mm -hmm. He remembers that uh, James Coburn uh, had this cave 
that he would go to, right? <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> and he was I, like, I oh. didn't tell Ketna. He was <laughs> like, I know, I know where James Coburn is. I know where Thunderjack is. He's at his favorite cave. <laughs> so he goes to the cave, rescues James Coburn. Uh, oh, and then that's when he figures out the demon uh, has uh, a toothache. A toothache. Yeah. That's why he's such a <laughs> That's why he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, uh, Theodore Brooks, he... Oh, he's got to show them that he's the, the alpha dog, though. Uh... In order to pull the, the tooth. Oh, he? yeah, yeah. He, like, yeah. chews on his ear or something. <laughs> he bites his ear. He bites his ear, yeah. Yeah. So he tames Demon, <clears throat> and then he, he fixes his, uh, his dental, dental issue, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go back, they, they go back out in the... The wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's when they fall off the the cliff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thunderjack is incapacitated at this <laughs> point. He's not able to move. He, like, broke his leg or something. <laughs> yeah. So he's, like, strapped to a sled. Uh, they've got the dogs. They're pulling them. Uh, and then, yeah, they slide off a cliff. They slide off a cliff. And then Nana and, like, Demon, I think, just yeah. two dogs, basically just, like, that are able to pull yeah. them up. They're, yeah, they're like about to, about to fall off, and then it kind of does like a close up on uh, <laughs> Nana's paws, <laughs> and she like kind of inches towards the edge, and then uh, yeah, oh, Nana is going to save the day, but when she does, yeah, of course. <laughs> but in it, like I said, in a real world situation, Nana would have died. <laughs> they all would have died. They would have tumbled over the cliff. I mean, they probably wouldn't have made it to that point anyway. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nana saves the day. Yeah, uh, and then they eventually win the race. Right? No, no, no. no, no. The race is over. The race is over. There, he's in last. It's, it's, yeah, but it, it's just, they have to wait for the last racer to come before the race can officially. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So the town is still waiting yeah. out there for it. And Theodore gets some like news coverage for saving Thunderjack. Because they do have, like, a local news reporter, which Cisco is watching in Miami, mm-hmm. like, fucking, like, ABC7 <laughs> in Alaska. Somehow, mm-hmm. Cisco is watching that feed in Miami. <laughs> uh, and also, why would Cisco care? Dude, they don't establish well, him caring dude, about... I think what you don't understand is, like, the, the 1930s, there was a radio broadcast about a little girl that fell down the well mm-hmm. and everybody was glued to it. That's the kind of situation we're talking about with Thunder Jack. It was yeah, right. national news. Everybody was yeah. glued to their TV. What's going to happen to this Thunder Jack guy? He's lost in the wilderness. Well, yeah. Arctic Challenge, Thunder Jack survive? Right. <laughs> uh, did we sufficiently explain who Cisco is in this movie? Yeah, I mentioned he was the, like... Co-dentist. So, yeah, but practice. he's the wacky co-dentist. He's, yeah. He's a, a wacky assistant dentist. Uh, but he's also Theodore's cousin, which you don't really know at the beginning of the movie, but you find out, like, sort of in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's not actually his cousin. He's because, his adopted cousin. Right. Yeah. Well, what you don't know is in Snow Dogs 2, <laughs> we find out that Thunderjack is actually Cisco's father as well from a different mother. <laughs> okay. So they're, they're half-brothers. Okay. Oh, no. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, Snow uh, Dogs do. Right. Part do. 
Uh, I think that's enough. For Snow Dogs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I guess well, how was it resolved? Uh, the, well, yeah, we can we can touch on the very, very end. After he saves Thunder Jack, he and the bartender get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember her character name. She's not oh, memorable. Yeah. There, there's like an epilogue. Yeah. 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 yeah um, he decides to stay in Alaska mm-hmm. and start a, <laughs> a dental, dental practice. And he's got the wacky snowboarders working for him. The, yes. The snowboarders, did I say? Yeah. Yeah. The X uh, Games guys. The X yeah. Games guys. The the punk. Yeah. Punk snowboarders. Right. And then, meanwhile, back in Miami, Cisco has taken over yeah. Hot Smile. Yeah. Yeah. A character we don't care about. So I don't understand <laughs> why we need to check in with him at the end of the movie. They should have called this movie Hot Smile, Cold Feet. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been, that a, would have been pretty good. good. Something. Or even, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's how Snow Dogs wraps up. Is there anything else we didn't really cover from Snow Dogs? I feel like we were all over the place with the yeah. plot, but uh, the script is kind matter. of... Yeah. I, I In its defense, I will say I expected to laugh i didn't expect to cry you know there was some very emotional heartfelt moments yeah um did we talk about how some of the snow dog dogs uh, appeared in eight below the snow dog movie with paul walker a few years later i remember you mentioning eight below but i don't remember yeah you said uh, i've never seen eight below no i don't like any of us have <clears throat> but uh that, uh, yeah, those dogs appeared in Eight Below. Hmm. Yeah. So they're the official snow dogs of Disney. Was yeah. Bart the Bear in this movie? Was, <laughs> that, was that Bart the Bear when the bear came running after Cuba Gooding Jr.? Am I making that up? Did that not happen? <laughs> no, that was this movie. Okay. Uh, who Who is that bear again? Bart the Bear. He's who? the famous bear actor. Was in... Uh, is that the bear from Semi-Pro? I don't know what that is. Uh, that's not important. He's in the one with Brad Pitt. <laughs> I think Bart the Bear is the one that, the that, raped, <laughs> that raped Leonardo DiCaprio. In the Hold Revenant. on. Uh, <laughs> He's the grizzly man guy. Just kidding. <laughs> right. So Bart the Bear was in... River Runs Through It? Is that uh, it? Bart the Bear passed away in the Oh, year Legends t- of the Fall. Legends of the Fall. Bart the Bear passed away in the year 2000, so that would have been no, it wasn't just there. before this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Definitely before the Revenant. Yeah. That oh was a yeah. Different bear. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bart had cancer. Oh, so now, now I'm bummed. We're bringing yeah. it down the yeah. yeah. We better uh, we better take it back up by getting into the <laughs> filmography of Brian Levant. Yes, Brian Brian Levant directed yeah. Snow Dogs. Brian Levant also did the Flintstones movie from 1994. <laughs> Which you probably appreciate because it has a cameo by one of your favorite bands. Wayne Newton? No. Isn't he in it? Uh, is he is. He, is he? Oh, no, he's in the second. He's in yeah. the Rock Vegas. Oh, yes. So yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, guy. No, I was going to say uh, the B-52s are in. But what are they called? They're called the B-C-52s. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh. I'm embarrassed for uh, you. Brian Levant, interesting director. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got his filmography here. Yeah. Uh, Let's go through it in order. His first film was Problem Child 2, which is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Um, It is like a John Waters movie for children. Yeah. Uh, Very strange tonally. 
That's uh, the one where a little sister. Yes. Comes he, in. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He moves to a new town, and there's another problem child, and then they're at war with each other. And then <laughs> That's they team right. up. That's right. Uh, then he directed Beethoven. Right. So the big dog movie with Charles Grodin. Yeah. Beethoven, which was after Home Alone 1, correct? Yeah. It would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was 1992. So, then you did the Flintstones movie. Mm -hmm. Beethoven is another movie where it exceeds expectations, where it's not what you think it's about. Mm -hmm. Don't, isn't it like an espionage movie where scientists want to, like, kill Beethoven for his brain or something. Uh, there is an it's evil, not a big dog comedy. There is an evil dog catcher, yeah, that that does want to perform like science experiments. <laughs> and then there's and then like Debbie Mazar shows up. That might be yeah. the second one. Uh, <clears throat> Debbie Mazar I don't think is in the first one. I could be yeah. wrong, but Yeah. The I think Debbie Mazar is the second one. Um Oh yeah, Dean Jones is the villain in the mm-hmm. first one who's got like a classic like old man villain look to him after beethoven he did the flintstones yeah. with the b-52s um the bc-52s the bc-52s uh and they did a little movie in 1996 that this movie is actually like kind of reminiscent of at times uh that i love mm-hmm. uh a little movie called jingle all the way yeah with arnold schwarzenegger jingle all the way now are you familiar with jingle all the way dennis I am. Okay. I okay. feel like I can just sit back now and let you talk about <laughs> you, you Wind me up. Jingle all wind the way. Wind me up. Because uh, <laughs> I've seen Jingle All the Way more than probably anyone alive. I'm almost willing to bet that. Um, yeah, in high school, I think this is such a stupid story, but like Andrew. May have suggested once that I watch Jingle All the Way from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and um, I did it every day. Oh, every okay. day, yeah, yeah every okay. day from like Thanksgiving. To so Christmas. this is like that YouTube thing we just watched a little while ago with the guy eating things. <laughs> you're you're gonna watch it. It's a, a challenge. A yeah. challenge, yeah. right? But it was a challenge with no stakes. That like. I don't even think was, like, all that serious of a suggestion, if I remember right. But I took it upon myself to do it. So I I did it. And I hated that movie for a full year after that. Mm-hmm. And then next Christmas rolled around and I was back on board, ready to watch it again. But I've seen Jingle Dan, all the way. Dan couldn't wait to get in there. I've got to get that action man for Jamie. <laughs> you know, I actually, I actually own a Turbo Man. <laughs> Turbo Man, that's yeah. right. Turbo I, Man. Uh, I, I received one for my birthday from Andrew and Travis, wow. our other yeah. friend. So, um, yeah, uh, Brian Levant, director of Jingle All the Way, a uh, modern Christmas classic. Yeah. Uh, starring your buddy uh, Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad, mm-hmm. who I've seen pretty close up, mm-hmm. thanks to you. Yep, 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 yep. And I've seen because of his great performance as a genie in the movie Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, what a great I movie Shazam love was. That. So, I, know yeah. th- I know there's a conspiracy out there, folks, to get you believe that that movie doesn't exist, but it is, does indeed <laughs> exist. I have seen it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Very good. Very good movie. Shazam. Yeah. One one of these episodes, we'll get into the Mandela effect and that whole thing. 
But mm-hmm. I think we've already been talking too long about... <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense <laughs> about this movie at this point. Yeah, this is all this is all gold. Yeah, solid gold. Um, uh, after after that, he did uh, Flintstones, Viva Rock Vegas as well. So yeah. he also did that, and, and then he and they did Snow Dogs. Yeah, and then after Snow Dogs, he did Are We There Yet? Is that correct? Yeah, Are We There Yet? The Ice Cube family comedy. And then his last theatrical movie was the Jackie Chan uh, family comedy, Spy Next Door, which I've never yeah. seen. I don't. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he was basically relegated to like direct to video stuff after. I mean, like I don't know what took Hollywood so long to make this guy go to direct to video, but uh, they finally decided after the Spy Next Door that it was time he had his yeah. run. Uh, but he, he also directed uh, A Christmas Story 2, mm. the direct-to-video sequel to Christmas Story, starring Daniel Stern as the dad. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Levant, his bread and butter is kind of like family comedies that are... Unfunny. Unfunny and... <laughs> Adult-oriented in yeah. a very strange way. Right. You don't really know who it's meant to appeal to. Yeah. It's not really appealing to adults, but it's also not really appealing to kids yeah. at the same time. Because there's themes in there, like Jingle All the Way, for example. Like, like oh, this movie's kind of going to be about like consumerism or... It's, yeah, I, I think one of my stupidest arguments that I could get into would argue that Jingle All the Way is kind of a commentary on... Consumerism. I mean, it just is very surface level and doesn't do a lot with the yeah. idea. Um, Does a very bad job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this movie's kind of similar, I guess, in that he touches on ideas, but is never really sure of what he wants it to be. Yeah. So then it just ends up this like I don't know, unfunny, uninteresting. <laughs> unmotivating like you know it's like do you want this to be a a, a kooky town full of weird character movie uh do you want it to be like an inspirational sports drama well it's none of that (laughs) what it is is i don't know i don't know yeah like who who is this for Mm. like it's got references to like michael bolton yeah like oh michael bolton is in it yeah michael bolton in it oh God, I yeah. hate those kind of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Where they reference Every somebody eight. and all of a sudden they show up. Yeah. And, Every uh, eight-year-old loves, uh, yeah, loves Michael <laughs> a good Bolton. Michael Bolton joke. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So that's that's Snow Dogs. Right. Um, well, should we give our closing thoughts and maybe a, a letter yeah. grade? Dennis, do you have a letter grade to award Snow yes, Dogs? Yes, I do. It's yeah. an F. And, it is okay. an F. It's an, an F? F. It's an F. Oh my goodness. Any yeah. parting thoughts for Snow Dogs? Um, is it too late to put them to sleep? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> put them down. Uh, uh, so you and, give. And Cuba Gooding Jr. Let's and get, Brian Levon. Let's get that evil doctor from Brian Levon to <laughs> Beethoven <laughs> in here. The dogs aren't even that cute, you know? Right. They're not like. <laughs> I mean, I like the dogs. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but this is You don't fall in love with the dogs. Yeah. No. Every time I watch, like, a movie from, like, uh, I don't know, like, 20 years ago or whatever about animals, I always, like, 
have a very disturbing thought, which is that the animals are probably dead. Oh, they're dead. Yeah. yeah. And, and that always kind of bums me out. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a dog guy, so, uh, yeah. I yeah. You don't want to think too hard about that. No. Because, yeah. unfortunately, Sniff, Mac... You no, no. Oh, they're, Deez, Nana, they're so gone. Sophia, yeah. They're so Duchess. Yeah. Oh, wait, Sophia's not God, one of them. <laughs> Sophia. You're doing, <laughs> she you're was doing... a golden girl. <laughs> and she's dead, too. <laughs> no, what, uh, what Andrew's doing is the Fantanas, because when we were watching this, we were doing the trailer uh, voice for the dogs, mm-hmm. and I said it reminded me of this old Fanta, the soda commercial, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they had the Fantanas, oh, yeah. Fanta. and yeah. it was four women dressed in the the, the colors of Fantana soda. Lola. And it was Sophia. Kiki. Kiki. Yeah. Nana. And, and we were joking that it was the same voice. <laughs> Mac. Yodel. Diesel. So, yeah. Wow. So, uh, let me ask you, if uh, you guys were to remake Snow Dogs, Mm -hmm. you're given this budget, who would you cast now? As the human or the dogs? (laughs) Tell me. Uh, The dogs. I'm casting people people in Washington. I would put people in dog costumes. Yeah. Just go for a weird, uncanny Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. All of them. Uh, Man, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, uh, Michael Shannon. Ah, he'd be great. Michael Shannon would be good. I think he would sell the, uh, the, the weirdness of it all. Yeah. Michael Shannon is every character in the movie. (laughs) Michael Shannon is Thunder Jack and Daniel Kaluuya. As, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> as, well, I can't even remember as, the character's name. Terrence, what is it again? Uh, Theodore Bruce. Theodore. Yeah. Theodore, yeah. I'm going Scoot McNary. Oh, you know what? No, I take that back. Uh, my boyfriend, Lakeith Stanfield, would be... <laughs> would be <laughs> uh, Theodore. Lakeith Stanfield. It would be amazing that you could get Lakeith Stanfield to do this movie <laughs> after his current run of stuff that he's been doing. Uh, but I, hey, Cooper Gooden I mean, right money, after money winning an Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Lakeith, Disney's going to do a remake of Snow Dogs. <laughs> and guess what? Michael Shannon's going to play every dog, <laughs> every supporting character in the movie. I would see the shit out of that movie. Do you want to play the main character? I would be there opening day. <laughs> really? Michael Shannon's going to play every character? Amazing. Including the dogs? <laughs> and they all just sound like Michael Shannon. He doesn't bark or anything. <laughs> they just kind of stare. Yeah. <laughs> Menacingly. I'm a dog. <laughs> vaguely sling blade sounding voice. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be something. That'd be a much better movie than what we got here. For sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Andrew. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, F, F for sure for Snow Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't like it. What kind of rating does it get on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or anything? Do we know? Oh, it's very uh, low. Low. Yeah, low. Uh, yeah. I think it's <laughs> somewhere think it's under twenty percent. I do. I think it's somewhere around uh, maybe twelve percent. Mm. We can check it out. We could. We could do like a. Segment where Andrew has to guess the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. I like that. I, we we do a movie game with him where he has to come within uh, a week of the release. Uh, yeah. Or else I throw things at him. Um, I'm not bad yeah, with guessing release dates, but I do know this just 
you know, just because I've researched this movie a little bit, I do know that this movie came out on Friday, January 18th. Stop it. Stop. Uh, well, I know that too. Um, all right. Well, uh, my score is also an F. So three Fs all around. Um, Worst movie of 2002 so far. Easily. Easily. And I thought Imposter was pretty dog shit. No pun intended. Um, Andrew, do you want to take a crack? Snow dog shit. Snow dog shit. Yeah. Andrew, do you want to take a crack at the Rotten Tomatoes score while, while I've got it pulled up here? Uh, 12%. Too low. Oh, too low. Too low, Dennis. You I want said to take a 20. shot? 20? Yeah. That's pretty close. It's 25. Oh, wow. That's, well, that's way too high. That is higher than I actually would have guessed. Um, considering Snow Dogs came out in 2002, which I think was a lot more discerning of a time for Rotten Tomatoes, um, one of my rants is that it's too easy to become a Rotten Tomatoes certified critic now. Um, so you get a lot of movies with really inflated uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores. Um, but uh, Snow Dogs came out, you know, kind of a, I would say, the pre-digital movie blog era. So, you know, it was all basically like... Uh, you know, newspaper critics and stuff like that. Yeah. 25 is pretty high. Yeah. Uh, how did this do at the box office? I think this movie did better than we might think it did. did it, are, are the Snow Buddies movies any relation? To mm, I don't think so. I don't think there's any kind of... Sequel. Uh, no, I think the Snow Buddies come from the Airbud franchise, oh, yeah. which is yeah. another Disney yeah. property. But they just don't talk either. Uh, no, uh, they just do They have, like, crazy internal things. monologues. Mm. Like, uh, like, who's talking? Something like that, okay. I think. I don't know if I've ever seen any of the Air Bud movies. Uh, I've seen Air Bud 1. He doesn't talk or anything in that one. But does he have, like, he uh, plays basketball. just plays basketball. Yeah. No voiceover? No, like, no. oh, man. No Jim Belushi? No, no Jim Belushi, nothing like that. that. <laughs> man, I missed that layup. <laughs> uh, no, nothing like that. Oh, one really quick thing that we never touched on is that the, the dogs in this movie have, uh, like, CGI facial expressions. Oh, uh, yeah, that's real We never mentioned looking. that the dogs will smile from time yeah. to time or arch their eyebrows. Oh, God, I hated that. <laughs> Absolutely hated that. But those were featured. Wait, prominent. dogs don't have eyebrows. Why don't they arch? Well, in Snow Dogs, they, they have furrowed okay. their brow. Their brow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in the trailer, those those uh, facial expressions were yeah. featured prominently. So you think that <sighs> that will be what the movie's about? Yeah. So this was released on January eighteenth, uh, two thousand two, mm-hmm. uh, which was Martin Luther King weekend. Um, this what an honor! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Way to yeah, yeah. Way to honor the memory of Dr. King. This was number two at the box office that weekend, and it made seventeen point eight million dollars wow. that weekend. Pretty uh, good. Pretty good. What was the budget on it? Uh, I don't have that information okay. handy here. Uh, I think I looked it up, and I think it was. I I think it it made its budget back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, it went on to gross uh, about $81 million wow. domestically, yeah. and then added another uh, 33 internationally, so it made 115 worldwide. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good hit. Mm. I'm sure it only cost maybe about like a quarter of that, or a fifth at least. Um, 
So it was number two at the box office. It was number two, Uh, yeah. Number one, I think I know what it is. Was it a holdover from the year before? It was a holdover from the year before, but that was because it was a limited release uh, when it came out in December. Was it part of a trilogy? No, I don't think so. I know what you're thinking. It's uh, Lord of the Rings, right? No. It's... uh, it came out in a wide release on January 18th, and I remember seeing this with my friend Brian because it was his birthday, and that would be Black Hawk Down, right? That's right. Yeah, so that was number one for that wow. year, or for that, that weekend. And I think it stayed at number one for maybe a week or, or more. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was number one... For the next two weekends after this, actually, yeah. which is wild considering we have uh, about five movies on our upcoming slate from the very next week of releases. So it beat out all of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that movie was a hit when it finally got released. Right. But we well, won't we won't be talking about Black Hawk Down. No, that's a 2001 movie. That's a 2001 movie. Right, right, yeah. Um yeah, other stuff at the box office. You still had uh, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind's in there. Dennis, you love A Beautiful Mind? Is that right? Yes, I make noises like, ugh, when I love something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've actually never seen A Beautiful Mind. So, ah. uh uh, not not a very good movie, right? No, no. no, I'm not a big Ron Howard guy in general. No. Um, I like early Ron Howard, but mm. he loses me after probably Cocoon. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like Frost Nixon. Oh, that's right. That is a good one. That's a good that late a good one. Ron Howard. Yeah. Uh, what's his racing movie with Chris Hemsworth called? Uh, Rush. Rush. <laughs> I thought that was like. Okay, I thought that was yeah. pretty good, but I, I yeah. don't remember. You know. No, I, that's that's the way I feel about all of his movies. They're yeah, just, they're okay. They're competently it's made. Like, yeah. Usually, yeah. Uh, you know what sucks ass is Solo, the Star Wars one. That's pretty bad. But that's also not even fully his fault because yeah. he inherited that project late. Um, other stuff, A Beautiful Mind is number four. Uh, last week's movie, uh, Orange County, is number five. Wow, uh, it, it debuted at number three. Uh, it's opening weekend. And then still holding around um, Ocean's Eleven from mm. 2001. Still Royal Tenenbaums, interestingly, still still at number seven. Where was State Property? Oh, <laughs> State Property. State Property, that's right. The other movie that opened up. Right. Well, January. I guess that's a perfect segue into our uh, brief little yeah. State Property segment. Um <laughs> State Property debuted at number 24 its opening weekend. Uh, It made $452,000. It was behind Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, And it went on to to, uh, gross about $2.1 million domestically. Mm, That's a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, State Property. We should probably move on to State Property briefly. Uh, Yeah. You guys have seen it, Dennis, yeah. not recently. Me. Andrew, this morning. I watched it this uh, morning. I have not seen it. Yeah. But what I do know about State Property, which tickles me, is that its main character's name is Beans. Mm-hmm. That's which, right. Which um, I think is funny. Yeah. 
So, yeah, State Property, as I said before, is a crime film uh, produced by Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records. And uh, it is... um, uh, Right at the top of the movie, they say, oh, this is based on a true story. Uh, And I think that's because it's very loosely based on the activities of the Junior Black Mafia uh, in Philadelphia in like the late 80s and the early 90s and sort of the drug trade in Philadelphia at that time. Um, but uh, it, it, I think, very loosely based. Do, do you remember anything about I this movie, Dennis? I barely remember it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's produced by Rockefeller Records, like I said. And Damon Dash is in it, right? Damon Dash, yeah. who is uh, an executive. He's the he's the bad guy, isn't he? He's yeah, he's like the rival yeah. gang member. Uh, but uh, and Beanie Siegel is Beans. Yes, Beanie Siegel is Beans. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's starring like all non-actors. Is like, ODB mostly in this one? rappers? Or was he in the? I sequel? don't think ODB is. I think he's in the sequel. Yeah, I think the sequel has bigger bigger names in it. Yeah. But, yeah, this one, um, uh, it's, like, kind of standard issue gangster movie, uh, turf war stuff. Like, it's about, like you said, a guy named Beans, who, uh, you don't even really know who Beans is at the beginning of the movie. You just know that he wants to basically be the king of Philadelphia. Like, he wants to have... Uh, his kind of hand in every part of organized crime in the city at the time. And he wants to basically take out all the middlemen and be in charge of the drug trade in Philadelphia. So that's basically all the movie is, is him kind of snuffing out all of his enemies and rivals. And Damon Dash, he is in charge of the rival gang. Uh, and all the all the characters in this movie have names that are very similar to their real names. Like uh, Beanie Siegel plays Beans, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Z plays Clazy. <laughs> Jay Z. He's kind of a preppy. Wait, uh, what? Clay, clazy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Jay Z plays Untouchable Jay. Untouchable Jay. Uh, um, uh, Damon Dash plays, uh, Dame. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot going on really in this movie. Very low budget. It was, um, I think, uh, the budget was under a million dollars and it was eventually. So it made its money back. <laughs> it did. only making yeah. $2 million. Uh, yeah, it was released by Lionsgate and then, uh. Got a sequel in like two thousand five, five or six, maybe. Uh, I'm going to challenge you on that, Andrew. I'm going to say two thousand three. Oh, two thousand five. Wow. God damn. <laughs> so no better. This is really no better. Uh, uh, State property yeah. two, blood on the street, which uh, I think was like a direct video sequel, maybe. Yeah. So, do you do you remember anything about this movie, Dennis? Or am I the only? No, because that... as you were talking about it, the same thing was happening to me. <laughs> The first time I saw it, which is I started to fall asleep. <laughs> so your description of it was killing me just then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched, like I said, I was watching this movie while I was doing laundry this yeah. morning. Uh, but, yeah, just, it's like a, a turf war movie. There's yeah. no, 
no character development at all. No, no social commentary. Any, any performances of note? No, uh, except maybe uh, Jay Z, who is very mumbly in the movie, okay. in a uh, not, and not like an amateur kind of way. Like I think he's making like a, a choice yeah. to be very mumbly, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> like almost like a Joaquin Phoenix kind of a thing. Hmm. Like, uh, he just kind of rattles off his dialogue, just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. like, you can't really understand what he's saying. And I had to, like, rewind a couple scenes. Uh, but, no, this movie's not good. Uh, Would you watch um, State Property or Snow Dogs? If those were the only two movies that you had in your collection. Desert Island <laughs> If I had to pick one. one of those two. One of hey, these I'm going to watch movies. this one tonight. Uh, that would be a very tough one. Yeah. Um, I guess State Property. Well, for the soundtrack, maybe. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I guess people who... Uh, Come on, you got a great hip-hop sound. Well, great. A hip-hop soundtrack versus Michael Bolton. Sure. Come on. Yeah. What are you going to listen to? Um... You want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this one? Oh, boy. Uh, 10%. 8%. Both of you. Too Ooh. high. Ooh. Too high? Too high. It's at zero. Really? Oh, wow. Zero percent. Only 12 reviews, though. Um, it didn't get reviewed by a ton of outlets, just because I don't think it was screened for the press, probably. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it did get, like, zero out of five from, like, A.O. Scott from the New York Times. Um, yeah, it has a, It also has a nine on Metacritic. So, mm. not only was it not reviewed well, like, as a whole, it was also, like, given very low scores by mm. those reviewers. So. Well, it was quite bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it didn't seem great. Um, I tried to fit it in. Uh, but didn't get around to it before yeah. we recorded. Because Snow Dogs was our featured movie yeah. of the week. Um, Your mind was on Snow Dogs. I couldn't get my mind off of it. I just kept <laughs> thinking about Duchess and Kiki and Lola and, and the uh, other Fantanas. And Mac and Sniff and, <laughs> and uh, Diesel. And, uh, Diesel. <laughs> yeah, Diesel. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't have too much to say about State Property. Uh, just a, you know, kind of like a gangster fantasy movie. I'm sure it's got its fans as like kind of a, a weird cult I, I think sort it does. of uh, yeah. relic just because it's weird that Jay-Z's in this movie that no one knows about. Yeah, well, he produced it. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to think where this would be in Jay-Z's career. This was, I think, between the two Blueprint albums. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, somewhere around there. But, uh, yeah, I would probably give it a very low D, D minus. Acting's that's not... That's higher than Snow Dogs. That's true. Acting's not great. Uh, and the, it honestly reminded me of, like, a student film. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I mean, a million dollars doesn't go super far for a feature-length film, so... Yeah. That's not super surprising. Yeah, there were scenes that, like, were meant to take place in, like, uh, police stations or interrogation rooms, uh, but they were clearly, like, in someone's, like, house, like a Got bedroom. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so State Property, not a very good movie. Yeah, D minus, I'll give it officially. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're moving right along with this project. Yep, yep. Uh, we are chugging along. Uh, next week, we have January 25th, so that means we are going to be starting that day with The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, right. That's the next episode, The Count of Monte Cristo, starring uh, Jim Caviezel, Luis Guzman, and uh, Guy Pierce. Who's Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Uh, the <laughs> that's the man in the iron. Yeah, that's mask. the man in the iron. Oh, mask. that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, similar. Sorry, similar, I have Leo on my mind. <laughs> similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, right. That's right. But, uh, Dennis, thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah thank you so much for being our guest. I hope yeah. uh, this didn't take too long. No, the, uh, the doing the podcast was a lot of fun. Watching Snow Dogs was hell. <laughs> and I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this is going to end up being longer than the runtime of Snow Dogs. Yeah, that's two, two in a row we've done that for. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Not that I can think of. Okay, uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes if you can. Be sure to let us know what you think of any of our 2002 movies so far, if you have thoughts. Yeah. So, State Property, Snow Dogs, Orange County, Imposter. No one's going to take us up on the Imposter offer. That's fine. <laughs> um, uh, oh, really quick. I want to say that I got one complaint about the last episode. What's that? And that is that... Uh, uh, someone told me that they were very upset about the way we pronounced uh, Chevy Chase's name. You said it right there. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Dennis, you, you were the one who complained. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Okay. Because Chevy Chase. Chevy. No, I guess it's Chevy. We, we alternated, I guess, between saying Chevy and Chevy. Oh, Chase. God, it's like nails well, on a blackboard to me. He's a piece of shit, so I don't, really care. Right. I don't really care too much. It's, but it's I'll, not, I'll I'm take not worried about Chevy's feelings. It's I'm, for your own. It's for my own sanity. All right, well, I'll take... Chevy Chase. I'll take, I'll take... Now, before we go, I'm going to take a look <laughs> and see if Chevy Chase is in anything else in 2002. Uh, to where this might actually come up. I don't think so. Just refer to him as asshole. Yeah, I mean, that would work. Uh, nope, it's his only movie in 2002. Ah. But he may come up in general conversation at some point, so Chevy yeah. Chase it is. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure to put the right emphasis on that. Yeah. Um, emphasis. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. So we'll see you next time. Uh, two weeks for uh, The Count of Monte Cristo, starring Jim Caviezel and Guy Pierce mm-hmm. and Luis uh, Guzman. And Luis not Guzman. Leonardo DiCaprio. And yeah. not Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Directed by Kevin Reynolds. Oof. Oh, my favorite filmmaker, Kevin yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. Is that Waterworld? It's, it's Kevin Costner's dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Kevin Reynolds. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.